0: Gaming NBS episode 330, being recorded Monday, February 22nd, 2021. Welcome to Gaming NBS, the Tabletop RPG Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad you're all here. Sean, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing fantastic, Brett. How are you? Hey, Brett, Could, do this. I can't. I'm not doing that yet, No. <laughs> Wiggling <laughs> my head back
1: I and a, forth. I took a nap. That so felt good.
0: Yeah. Did you take I, a, a short nap, or did you take like, you know, four-hour nap?
1: No, about an hour and a half.
0: That's a good nap.
1: It felt really good, because now I feel awake, because before I'm like, I gotta record with Sean in about an hour and a half. I can't keep my eyes open. I think I better go there now. So, wow, it seemed to do the trick if you're
0: refreshed. I know Brett is napping before the show because if he's not, he's usually hit me up like, hey, I could be ready at 730. Hey, I'm ready whenever you are. But when it goes all the way up until like the 8 o'clock hour and I haven't heard anything from Brett, I'm like. Where is he? I am actually almost picked up my phone and was like, hey, dude, you coming? <laughs> yeah. And then before I knew it, Brett's like hey hey sean i I just got done with a nap
1: (laughs) growing uh apparently growing bones is hard work on my on my old man body so yeah
0: well in your body bone's uh, Bones like whoa 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 we
1: we stopped doing this ages ago we're trying to atroph now come on fucking melding new shit in here what's going on all right enough of that crap hey did you get any gaming in since we talked last you did, didn't you? You had a little uh, Forbidden Lands action, didn't you?
0: I did. I did get in Forbidden Lands. Yeah, first session. How'd it go? Did they all quit? They did not quit. All not right. that I know of. I mean, I haven't, I haven't heard any.
1: No, no one is. I have not gotten the private message. that dear Brett, I don't know how to tell <laughs> Sean. How do you break up with Sean? I didn't. I didn't get any of that. So so far so good. <laughs>
0: It went uh it went okay. It went okay. I think I think it went as well as everybody expected, I hope. Um so one of the guys is already out of food. Phil <laughs> Phil's guy's already out of food. I'm like, How are you out already out of food? He's like, Rogues only get a D six food starting. Can't carry a and, lot of food if you're gonna be sneaky. And you roll food roll and uh if you roll a one, you gotta go down a die. Wow. So that happened, they killed a boar. Good. Which allowed them to eat without. Spending Using, food. without spending food. They could have kept it and uh, dressed it, but I think it would have taken more and then they could use it like to use two slots or one slot of food. And then they came across a, a farmhouse, a dilapidated farmhouse and came across the um, something like a leaflet of of a journal or a book of some kind okay and then uh, they camped and I think it was Phil the goblin uh, Groms who was supposed to make camp and he failed his camp roll and he has a tent so in Forbidden Lands the way it works is you roll your camping roll make camp and he rolled and he failed so he he could put, and he had on him, one of his gear dice. He had a one. Okay, so on the first roll, the ones don't mean anything. The second roll, if you decide to push, then that one comes into action, right? So since it would be gear, if he pushed his roll and failed, then his ge- his gear would take damage, and he didn't want to damage his tent. Okay, right. So if you see the dynamics of this game, it's gets kind of interesting. So he's like, I don't want to damage my tent. So he failed the roll. So there's a, a camping mishap. And so you roll on the camping mishap table, and then uh, they they woke up, and there were bugs that were eating their food. And that's how they lost food.
1: And did they all look at him and say, you did that because you didn't want to damage your tent, dick?
0: Well, what happens, the way I picture <laughs> it, what I happen, and so in Forbidden Lands, it's interesting because I could see these guys – when we start getting into the flow of things and like, all right, here's a good place to camp, and they roll and they succeed, and they're like, yeah, this is pretty nice, you know? Or if they fail, they go, oh, are you sure? Are you sure we should stay here, like in this spot? Oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, Everything will be fine. Yeah,
1: got, we don't know how, we don't know enough of how it works yet to really get the RP, right? I need to get right. the role-playing components of it. Once you catch, it was similar to me with the, the uh, Fancy Flight thing, I think. Once I got in the groove... Of how the dice worked and the symbols, then everybody's chipping in, right? Everybody's bouncing off your good or your bad or your average roll. They're giving you in-game shit or in-game praise or in-game yeah
0: hmm. So they know that he failed, and they're like, "Great, Are you sure this is the right place to camp?" He's like, "Oh yeah, it'll be fine now. I don't want to do it over there. I'll ruin my tent, right?" Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so they they go through a mishap: is the insects got in and their food and ate some of the food. So that's how they lost food. And they're like, they open up and there's insects eating their food and stuff. So he might've, you know, found a place on, on top of an anthill or something like that. And they got yeah, in there. That's so, funny. So, and then of course, um Wayne's guy, Maruk, the orc, uh during the battle with the boar, broke, put a, put a knot, Nick in his blade. And so he opted to try to fix it. And then we had a debate on that, right? So it was, I'm like, well, Wayne, how do you fix it? Because he's like, well, I got craft. And I'm like, you do, but do you have the materials to fix it? You know, if you were crafting a bow, I'd say, well, you got this and you can get it from a tree. And, and yeah, Harry can there's, certain help. Things,
1: there's certain things you can make or not make in the wild. I mean, depending on what you've got for blade, how bad the nick is. I have, I've cut up, I've dinged up a knife before, pull out the sharpening stone and kind of put an edge back on it. But certain chips are like, uh, I have to reprofile this whole damn thing.
0: Right. <laughs> And it's not, not easy. broken, right? As soon as the, the blade takes all the damage, then it is considered broken. So we put a nick in his blade, and then he tried to get it out. So by getting it out, if you if you succeed, you fix it. Mm-hmm. If you fail in this particular instance, then the damage that is done is permanent.
1: Yeah, it's. I like the—you and I talked about this a little bit off mic. Is I'm like, huh, I don't know if I ever want to play that game because I don't right. know if that would drive me bananas.
0: Oh, these guys love it. They, they love the fact that they have nothing and that one guy's already out of food. I, although, I got to say, I want to play it, yeah. even if it's just to find out,
1: wow, I didn't like that at all. Even yeah. if that's the outcome, I don't care. I think at some point I'm going to get in on a game with you, have you run it, I'm going to play it and go, huh, wow. Because I think it's one of those games that I need to get in the mindset of it. No preconceived notions. Don't bring in any complaints. Don't bring in the. We don't like Star Wars. We're sitting the ship and shoots people. Don't we do refer that to that as baggage, Brett. Baggage. Yeah, no baggage. Yes, no, uh, <laughs> no stupid. You know, bring in just a clear mind as possible. I think if I got into it, I'd have a good time. You know, I and I think sometimes I am when I'm hearing what you're saying. Well, God, I don't know would I ever want to freaking do that. But I'm thinking outside of the context of everybody doing the same thing. You know. Hmm.
0: So now. That could be, it could be fun. I don't know. We'll see. So we kind of managed that fixed part because Harrigan was like, you know, when these things happen, you, yes, it's a resource intensive game, but you also want people to be able to do kind of things, right? They're like, and so when you start doing that, then you start playing with difficulty dice. Then you can say, I'm going to add a die, take a die.
1: And they I can don't. see it when, so your sword is slightly damaged. It has X number of points to it before it's totally broken. Yes. And there's a point where like, look, I don't care until I hit the halfway of damage points. Now I'm worried. Right. You know, so there's like, oh, well, the sword's got 10 points. I expect to take three to five points of normal damage anyway in just before I have to really get serious. So you can kind of shrug off the first couple and then you start getting paranoid. I can see that. Cool. And um, let's see what the hell did I do, man. I got... um. Oh, I should say, did you get anything, any other gaming in, or was that it?
0: I did not. That was it. And then I streamed on Saturday for quite a while. Thanks to everybody that showed up and kept me company. We're going to – I think on Saturdays, I'm going to have people call in on Skype. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, call in. It's a radio show. Call it D- RPG Radio. Call in. You're the ninth caller. Caller, <laughs> yeah. what do you have to say? Caller and well, oh, sometimes crazy ones get in. Click. Um,
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I got um, my buddy Alpha Ran – um Dungeon of the Mad Mage.
0: Ah, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. And we
1: got everybody can um on board with the fact that um uh, Lenny's character is a is a Kenku called Gurgle, Gurgle Gluck, which is the thing he says for almost everything. Gurgle Gluck. He's a Kenku, so that's one of the noises he makes. And uh so we're Gurgle's gang. We're uh we're because we're absolutely fucking lost. We have no idea what to do or where to go. So we decided we're gonna make a mercenary company, we're gonna do the best we can to survive down here. And uh, apparently, we accidentally kicked a really big hornet's nest of drow, and they're really, really mad at us. Which makes sense because we killed a lot of them <laughs> before we had to finally run away. So yeah, yeah, we're we're in we're in a bit of trouble, but we did we're, we're surviving. So far, so good. Wasn't I think we fought like twelve minotaurs or something this last time. Not bad. Did okay, but uh, it's getting sketchy. Getting a little sketchy.
0: Yeah, as Blake would say, a Kenku, a murder, a murder, a murder, a murder yes. of by murder.
1: Yes, a murder of Kenku.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got a Greyhawk tomorrow with the guys. They're leaving um, Gorna, the main capital, and they're going into the mountains. They've got some, they've got a dwarven guides. So they've got a little extra hit point meat to go with them. Got an eighth level dwarf who's going out with them. So, as I, th- I guess I said this last time, Sean, I'm going to have. We're gonna jack up the uh, XP awards, cause to eleven. It, yeah, it's been a while since I played it, and I'm like, okay, cool, this is working, this is working. And then because of the alternating uh, level bumps for the different classes and stuff, everyone's fine with it being, oh, you leveled up before me because you're a row, you're a thief. Excuse me. Yes, that's fine. Oh, you leveled up before me because you're a whatever. That's fine. However, some of the stuff we want to be able to do um, comes down to uh, like. The faco charts, right? The 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 hit chart, and that's almost like the great equalizer in that. For my group, anyway, I I think it's because their dice suck so bad. (laughs) They've got some magic stand exactly. That's what I'm telling you. (laughs) They they've got some good magic items. They should be able to hit stuff. AC four should not be out of their range. But sometimes it just it's way the fuck out of their range. So, but there'll be some. Mountain climbing, trails, giant eagles, bugbears, giants. It'll be a good time. Uh, see, We'll see if anybody bites it next session. So it'll be fun. Any, um, Let's see here. Announcement-wise, I can, I'll can. i lead off here. Real quick, I was on Craig Shipman's Third Floor Wars, the tabletop, tabletop talk. Um, Craig pulled me in there last Wednesday. From the look of it, he's thinking May, early April timeframe, when he'll be able to get that out based on the schedule. And um, it's an interview kind of – it's an interview format. Me. And I yeah, it's going to be that well.
0: far ahead. huh? Yeah, he's, wow. he's really
1: he's really getting out. And one of the cool thing, I think that when we talked a lot of just different, you know, who you are, gaming history, blah, blah, blah. And then he asked me a lot of really, really, really good Avalon questions. I think apart from when you interviewed me, Sean, this is the best one I've done. Um, yours was really good in a really good way, you know, pre Kickstarter, so on and so forth. But like post now a year into it. Why would I want to buy, th- buy that book, get into it or whatever. He really did a good job, really good job. So pretty pleased. That was a lot of fun. And he was just a cool dude to talk to. So we, uh, we did talk about the blades in a dark game. Yeah. And, uh, he said, "Yeah, we got to find another guy." I said it's going to be Eric Frankhouse. He said, "Oh, yeah. really? You're so sure?" I said, "Look, Sean, and I each got a text from Eric
0: Frankhouse that basically said, you fuckers, if you play that without <laughs> me.'" <laughs> he brought that. He, I had Craig on the show actually Saturday morning. He's the guy that called in for Skype. Oh, that's awesome. He, he mentioned Frank. He he mentioned Eric without actually knowing he can't. He couldn't remember who it was. I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's Frankhouse. Yeah, yeah, it's Frank." He's like, "Oh, that's right. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, we'll get the Iron Team in there. So yeah. I think it'll be you, me, and he, and then Craig will run for us." when he when he gets that schedule up so that'll be fun. Yeah. Anyway, what else have we got, man? We've you've been we've been cranking through the the BSers to run games. I mean if you're a BSer and you have been on our forums Sean, tell them what they've won. <laughs> it's, it's That's a right, lot of Brett. Stuff going
0: on. That's right, Brett. If you just head over to GamingNBS.com forward slash games, that'll take you to a forward post where it outlines the gaming moot and the gaming round table. They are not mutually exclusive. You post in the spreadsheet if you're looking for games and there's games listed there. So if you want to run a game, you list your game that you want to run and some more details about it. But if you're looking for games, there's also a player sheet. You can put down like, hey, here's some of the game, you know, for the games listed, put your name under it because you're interested. Because then the game masters can come and poke through there and say, hey, I want to run that game. Since there's four people that are interested in it, I'll hit those four people up. And then you could use the forums to post like, hey, hey. This is, I'm Brett. If you have any questions about any of the games under Brett, just post here and I will answer them. And then you can use the forums for mustering.
1: So, so how many yeah. games we got out there? Like two, three, four?
0: So we have. Ten? Probably, I think we have a little less than 10 Game Masters, but we have over 30 different types of games. Ever Like different, like they're all, like there's a couple Delta Force, or Delta Force, Delta Green, Delta Force, different thing. Delta Green, so I didn't count them twice, but we have over 20, at least 30, Perrigan mentioned it was over 30 this afternoon. Awesome. So, yeah. I so am, if
1: you're if you're a BSer and you want to play something, even if you're like, look, I've always run... I think VC's got a Delta Green on Thursday this week.
0: He is. Uh, so VC, I, I conned him into doing a, a, a one a one-session one-shot. He was going to have a session zero and a session one, and scheduling was going to get kind of finicky, I think, and so he He's in, in another in defense of him, he's running the same thing for another group that wanted ah. to do character gen, and so he's like, "All right, I'll do session zero. You guys can do character gen." I'm like, "Man, just we don't have to. Let's if everybody go, is good with pre gens, let's put them out there. We'll pick them and then we'll play on Thursday." And he's
1: like, "All right, so." So I'm trying to I'm trying to look at through my calendar see if I can make that sucker. Uh, we're, with, we're, we're three with, players: me, yeah, Abs, and Mike. With work and everything else, I got going this week. I'm trying to. I've hit a level of normality now with my personal schedule, so I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling through there. <laughs> there's some really good stuff. There's some good stuff out there. and Yes, yeah, tons uh, so if, of good if you're, stuff, man. And, if and none else, of them are D&D. No. Nope, none. Lot, Zero 5E. E. Yeah, a lot of not D&D out there. I feel almost obligated to run a 5E a e game just, five five e. and, just because, why not? Just because. <laughs> um instead everybody go what the
0: fuck is wrong with that guy right how come you have negative negative 10 people sign up is that possible
1: people wrote and said they won't play with me again for 10 more years this is terrible no um if you're a bs or if you're listening to us which means you are and you're like hey if you have played online before or if you haven't or if you've been trying want to do something different whatever this is a great opportunity think of this kind of like as an ad hoc con if you will you know, we could, you could look at it and say, hey, you know what, I I really wanted, I wanted to play a PBTA game. I wonder if something's out there. Scroll through the shit, man. Take a look. If somebody's running Delta Green, you always thought, hey, Brett, Sean, I've talked about it. I've heard about it. I, I've only run it never had a chance to play it. If someone's running Call of Cthulhu. Someone's running whatever is out there. Scroll through it, man. You might find something kind of interesting. There's a, there's a Conan 2D20 out there. Sean's played in one. I'm playing in one. Actually, I got a session this Friday. My buddy's... Kicking that back up, back in the gear. It'll be our third session. There's some good stuff out there, so if you're interested at all, take a look. And these are BSers running games for BSers, so right there you've got some quality right out of the gate. So that's pretty cool.
0: I'm considering running Forbidden Lands every two weeks, and then the other off week is trying to play in any of those games. Because shit, man, you could play. I could, play, I could play a lot of games.
1: Yeah, that's the. once you, <laughs> you and I were talking about that off the mic, I'm like. You know, I was like trying to figure out. Well, I gotta run game. I gotta run. I gotta run. I'm like, well, I I need to run something. Yeah, but I could just fill my schedule with some really cool shit and just sit back and play a game. That could be, damn, a lot of fun stuff out there. Anyway, so that's cold. Cold shadows
0: is listed. Blake mentioned cold shadows. It's listed on there, Blake. Yeah, get out there and take a look. Actually, it's not listed to play. Or to run me running it, it's on the two playlist. So if you put interest in there, and I go, oh, there's three or four people that are interested, and I'll fire mm. it up. Yeah, nice. Anyway, so check it out. We're I'm gonna start pushing it hard. It's gonna be mentioned on every show, and it's gonna be put out on Twitter and all this other stuff. So you know, it's it's you know, Brett. It's like you said, it's strangely like a con, but the day isn't on a particular weekend or Friday slot. It's a game. Yep. So you search by game first, your preference, or by game master. Maybe, you like, I want to play in Brett's game or whatever. Yep. And then you co- we coordinate a time to make it happen. And and hopefully, if, if every game master on there can literally run one game a month, that's it. One, two to four hour. That's it. We could have a lot of games. Fuck so, yeah.
1: That's really there cool. There
0: you go. We're still... F- Futsing around with calendars and shit too in case that might be an option for us yeah, and, and we'll see
1: i'll tell you the other piece to that point is and i'll shut the hell up about it we'll move on but as we go through this this is new this is new for sean and i um digital hobbit merco is helping us out with some stuff we got a lot of cool people thrown in saying i'll do i'll do i'll do i'll do and we've got these people putting in data right so it's great we're going to iterate through this at some point one of y'all is going to send some feedback to us that says hey you know what would be helpful is a calendar that had these features. Hmm, how the hell could we find that? You know what would be helpful is this feature. Huh, maybe we should add that in. So obviously not everybody's ideas are going to be able to be, you know, crammed in and make it all work. But if there's enough of an outcry for something, Sean and I will figure out what the hell do we have to do to try it to see what we can do to make it better. So, cool. All right. You ready, man? Random encounter? Dude, I'm so ready. Let's Random let's, encounter. Let's go.
0: Segment, uh, fielding, comments, social media, forums. You start. I I will start, apparently. From all part of the plan on the forums regarding injecting homebrew into published, which would have been last episode, he or she writes, Full disclosure, I have not yet listened to this episode. Which means you're
1: probably already ahead of us. It's fine. It's totally good. It's good. Which
0: means that your credibility of this post is even higher.
1: Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes,
0: I missed the chance to make this comment last time. Pre published adventures came up as a topic. I just wanted to throw out a theory and see if people agree. I do not like to run pre published adventures, but I wish I did. Oh, and I should mention, uh, Edwin Nagy has a, this is one of his pet peeves: pre published. It should just be
1: published.
0: published. I don't know why or because how
1: we- it, it's pre-made, pre-generated, it's pre-done for you, and then we say published. We tag it on there, and I. You're right. The phrase pre-published should be. It's like my Avalon notes, not the actual book that was out. <laughs> yeah, right. Interesting, but we call we all call it that. We know what it means. It's we a ter- do. It's a terrible phrase, but we and we know what it means. Interesting. So I know
0: how to get under Edwin's skin now, which you should <laughs> yeah. have never put on the forums.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to send him some pre-published notes. <laughs> <laughs> so pre-pre-published,
0: regardless of what he says. <laughs> let's. I I, I, I I continue. Sorry, Edwin. I'm just kidding, buddy. All right. All right. Lost another one. My interference <laughs> My interference here.
1: Inference. Is that- inference. inference. Interference. <laughs> We got pre-published
0: interference flagging a play. Pass interference. <laughs> Carry on. We're never, never going to get to the end of this. No, we're not. In my inference here is that people prefer pre- pre-published or homebrew based on whichever one is easier for them to do. I don't think either has an innate advantage. I think DMs all just prefer to do the least amount of work. An example, I've tried to read modules to run them. I just, got so, I just get so bored that I, never, I have never successfully read one all the way through. I have skimmed through to the end of the first module in Tales from the Yawning Portal, and to date, that is the best I could manage. However, with homebrew campaigns, uh, I could prep for a session in 30 to 60 minutes, no sweat. I have serious respect for people who can rerun pre-published anything because I just don't seem to have the skills to pay those bills. Hey, People who like homebrew more, I imagine, are in my boat, where it's easier to slap something together now, then fill in the more tedious details during actual play. My hat is off to Sean, who inspires me every couple of months to try reading through and running a real module instead of just relying on my usual BS.
1: You know, I think I think there's some there's absolutely some validity in here. However, I wonder, and all part of the plan isn't here for us to have the conversation with them, but I would wonder, did you? St- start running homebrew stuff when you started jamming, or did you cut your teeth on published and then switch? I wonder. And the reason I say that is because if I think back, this this uh, report made me think back to when I started, I ran my own stuff like right away because I did not have a lot of money and I got the rules and that was the extent of my money, right? So if there was a module in the adventure, in Minster's Red Box, there was a module, oh, cool, I could run a piece of it. That was like level one of a dungeon. The rest of it, level two, was mapped out, but I had something I had to do. I had stuff to build in. I had things I had to do. Uh, But anyway, I rapidly was making my own because I could not afford to go out and spend any money on a pre-made one. You know, the modules just wasn't happening. But yeah, I think if nothing else, once you get past the initial where where you started, there is some. It's easier for me to ooh, to just do my own thing than it is to read somebody else's thing and then make it into my thing. It innately feels like more work to me, when in fact, probably really isn't that bad. you agree with that, Sean?
0: Yeah, I mean, I see the advantages to both. I mean, seriously, either way, I mean, it's not. And then he mentions that he or she mentions it right away that it's, there's no better, better way. It's just whatever works for you. So I, I get the advantage of making it up. I do. I really do because there's, when you're running published stuff, you do tend to have to, you kind of have to say, okay, here's everything. And I got to keep my ducks in a row where if you're just kind of doing your own thing, it's, it's all here. Right. I mean, yeah. Published it is, too, but at the same time, I don't have to reference to make sure I'm, like, dotting the I's and crossing the T's to ensure that I'm not messing up what's in the book.
1: Yeah, if I want to do it as it's written or I want to keep it so that I've got the least amount of flow or issues, yeah. Right. I think one of the the, the key pieces here, too, is that neither one is better. No. There is a stigma, if you will, that some people will like to attach to something like, "Oh, you run published adventures." Well, I've been running my own campaign for the last yeah. Fuck off! You know it. That stuff is just garbage. That's some bizarre form of keeping slash looking down on you because they're more creative than you. Because the hobby is very creative. Um, If you hear that shit, um, tune that person out. (laughs) Literally, just just stop. Stop that conversation, walk away, find something else you've got to do that if you run into that, that's just garbage. But anyway, good stuff. though. Thank you for the write-in. That's really handy. It's good. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Let's, let's see here. Gabe comments on injecting homebrew into published as well. Uh, we're of a sort. For me, it's much more difficult trying to understand an adventure, how all the disparate pieces come together into something meaningful or not, because one is reliant on the ability of the original author, than just to make one up. If I make it up, I automatically understand it. Bonus! Also, uh, one can make it up in whatever way is ideal and efficient, be it through sketches, lists, notes, uh, or dense narrative. I tend to use all of these. With With pubs, in most cases, you're going to be deciphering text and interpreting intent. That is valid. And I can tell you, I have met some people, I think Sean does a great job with this, are really good at deciphering text and interpreting intent. Alex Kammer, I think, is really good at it. He posts something up about Rhyme of the Frostman. He goes, oh, and it has some issues. I'm like, what the
0: fuck are you talking about? I mentioned that on Saturday.
1: I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he said, (laughs) oh, it has this, this, this. I'm like, huh. Yeah, you're right. Interesting. I didn't see them as issues because I'm like, I don't know, I'll deal with it when it happens, right? But he's reading through this as a guy who's written a number of, like, he wrote C. King's Malice, which is a hefty book. He's gone through this to ensure the intent and ensure the, all the key main pieces are covered. So when he speaks about that stuff, I'm like, huh, interesting. It's like when Edwin says stuff. Edwin's done a bunch of work for Fraud God and so on. So when guys like that, anyone like that, I mean, um, not just the boys. Obviously, Jen Brinkman and I have had conversations, too, and other, and other people within the hobby. And Jen does a lot of different editorial passes and stuff for uh, Goodman Games, and I've talked to other folks. Anyway, point being is some people are really, really good at deciphering the text, interpreting the intent, and making it go. And they're really good at it. And, yeah, for some folks, like myself, sometimes that's extra work I don't want to deal with. Or I'm just not as good at it. So that's a good – I like that. I like that this – the way Gabe broke that up. That's pretty cool. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, thanks, Gabe. Over to you, Sean right Tom's got a little story for us hey gather around children Tom comments on slow burn versus hot start I became a bit um, notorious for my hot starts the players loved it but I stopped doing it because it was starting to feel cliche my best was my first one though we were playing Rolemaster. Everyone had created first-level characters, and we sat down to play. I said, go ahead. Take about 10 minutes and do a quick and dirty upgrade of your character to 20th level. Any spells, armor, or weapons that you want. Once everyone, confused, had done so, I said, okay, your allied forces have fallen. The priest and his top minions remain. They're bringing back the Dark Gods, and the ritual is nearly complete. Roll for initiative. Any questions they had, I replied to with, I'll tell you after the fight.
1: <laughs> That's not important right now. You see that thing in front of you? That's what's important right now. Worry about that other shit later. And I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it.
0: Uh, they fought and were brought down one by one. But taking out their opponents and delaying completion of the ritual. Finally, the ritual was completed and rift opened in the sky, allowing God of Dark entry. At the same time, there was a yell from a messenger at the back. "You did it! You bought! You brought us enough time!" As the last PC fell, another rent opened in the sc- rift. Rent? Rent, rent opened up in the sky mm-hmm. as the gods of light returned, charging across the heavens to battle the gods of dark. As everything faded and the last PC died, Armageddon waged overhead. Then I told everyone, you awake. You have no clothes, uh, no clothes and no belongings. You're on a hillside that you don't recognize. You have no memories beyond what has already been described. You know your names and each other's names. Switch back to the first level character sheets. What do you do? The phrase naked on a hillside became a running joke for years afterward. Especially any time someone lost consciousness.
1: <laughs> I like that. That's, That's pretty cool. good.
0: That's pretty good.
1: And I don't need, I mean, I don't, I kind of want to know what happened after that with that campaign. Because my, my head went, what to do with it, right? Was this <laughs> a, now you're going to walk all the way to 20th level and it happens again? Now you're going to go oh. back and retrofit oh. it? Or did you start all over as blessed of the gods and you're in a whole new world with like some weird... I don't know. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Thanks, naked man. On a,
0: naked on a hillside.
1: Naked on a hill. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> I like it. Eric Saltzbiedel tweets in on the problem with examples. Well, that's something we're talking about here in a minute. Hot take. Sometimes the answer is on your character sheet. <laughs> I like this. I, I've seen this going around quite a bit, and I get the point. There's some value in the philosophy as players can become paralyzed on what to do if their character sheet doesn't have a specific skill, feed, ability, or whatever. What I have seen with online play, though, is players don't look at their character sheet and what gear they are carrying. This is particularly important in a sci-fi game where you may collect a lot of items that provide utility for you to deal with various situations. I, I've I run into this in sci-fi. I, I get where he's going here.
0: I've run. I've had this happen at cons all the time. Like me personally, like, hey, uh, hey, you, Mister Smith, uh, you're playing Mister Smith, right? Yep. You sh- uh, You may want to take a look at your things down there below on the character sheet. Uh, oh. Oh, shit, I got a keypad that can get us into doors. Exactly. Okay.
1: Well, right. fuck, if I had known that, <laughs> this whole thing would have been faster. Um, I even created a good a Google character sheet for the players in my last game so that they had a central place where all gear was and who had it and if it was in the armory on their ship. I still had many moments where I thought, man, this would be easier for the players if they just used their rocket boots, mag boots, grenades, you name it. Am I complaining? Sort of, I guess. <laughs> At least in my Solar Blades game, I felt like I was generous with gear because I wanted my players to do cool things with it. I'm a fan of the players and wanted to see that cool stuff happen. I tell you, Eric, I have I have had that happen before. Uh, from a con perspective, Sean, to your point, I have um, I've tried a couple different character sheet options, and what I have found is the front page of character sheet, do not go two pages with a character sheet for the games I'm running, if ever possible. If the second page is, is someone says, oh, I'm a spellcaster, and you hand that person two pages, they go, ah, yes, the second page is my spells, and they go through it, and they figure out what they have. But everybody else is like, whack, first page, stats, basic, and this. I don't normally, like if I'm running Streets of Babylon game, uh, Game, I'm not looking for a detailed list of how many Pythons you have, how many torches you have, blah, blah, blah. It's not what I'm doing in a con game especially, but it's all the key shit is right there on the front page because people will scour the front page and then they'll flip it over if there's something on the back if there's another sheet you know but some of that depends on the game system you're running too some of those game systems depending on what they are are pretty fucking intense character sheet wise there's a lot on them and you can't just capture it on a single page
0: you know. i have played a c- for whatever reason, and it's not because I go to like twenty different cons, so take that into consideration for context. But I've played at Gary Con, and we'll play an AD&D game. And for whatever reason, the sheets that I get, like I think I played in one of Frank's games, and it was like a sheet. I don't know. Like he must have done in like 1984. It's it's typed out obviously with a word processor, but it's literally just name, class, level. Race and then, you know, return, return, strength, wisdom, decks, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like a cross, return, yeah. da 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 da, yeah. list. It's just, dude, would it have killed you just to get a freaking character sheet and filled in the blanks? It's like, it's not, it wasn't hard to navigate, kind of, because you could just read through it. And, but it was just, it. it's like somebody was, writing word documents i'll tell you
1: the other I'm thing like, we care, what yeah, in the hell we talked about this a bit before the other thing with character sheets too is that and this is why when we talked about them last as a show topic i'm a i've become a proponent of make your own damn character sheet sure if you can document it draw on it do whatever you got to do color it whatever helps you figure it out if you hand me if you hand me a character sheet and i or i hand them out or somebody and you're the person next to me and dude you got your colored pencils and Anything that relies on strength, you t- you color in red and green. I don't give a shit whatever it does to help you. But there are some bad character sheets out there, and there's other stuff that are like, oh, there's obviously a really good one. I hand it to somebody, and they vomit all over it. They're like, ah, oh, it's so terrible. I can't find anything. Like, what? Sure. <laughs> But yeah. I get what you're saying. Some of it, like, you can hear the IBM Selectric kicking c- in the air c- 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 you know, as he typed it out. You can hear it. Like, you know? What
0: in the hell is this bullshit? Like,
1: <laughs> don't you have some of the original yellow sheets? Something? Come on now. God damn it. Stuff I'm actually used to. Right. Very nice.
0: Cool, though, Thanks. Eric. Thanks, yeah. Eric. That was good. Yeah, he put that tweet out. As I said, we were putting putting the topic out there. So I thought it was interesting. Shall we, then? We shall. Let's get into the main topic.
1: Brett. So Ray Otis is back. I say back with vengeance because Ray seemed to have uh, bailed on uh, a little bit of social media for a while. Boy, when that guy comes back, he's refreshed. (laughs) I think our forum's like, wham, 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 Ray Otis stamps all over the place, which is awesome. I love Ray. So he came back, he laid this idea on us. He said, the problem with examples, he said, I get it. In a game where you can literally do anything, quote unquote, some players call them type O for overwhelmed, will become confused and need some examples of what they could do. But once the author gives examples, those can become prescriptive and type L gamers, L as in literal, think that's the only things they can do. This is why some players look at their character sheet to see what their character can do rather than just thinking in character. What are some techniques for moving players past examples? And I said, when I read this one, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me, even with my home group. I've got guys who've been playing for as long as I have, if not longer, and they're like, well, I I don't know what this guy can do. (sighs) What are you trying to do? Well, I don't know what I can do. That's not what I asked you. What is it (laughs) that you want to do? Well, I'm not sure what's possible. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, just patient, heavy breathing, just slow, let the rage subside. Sean, have you run into this where the examples become almost overly prescriptive? Where somebody goes, I, I could see it happening definitely with new players, but I have indeed encountered it with old sea salts that should know better, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you get these examples sometimes, especially with a new game system. Like, oh, this is the only thing you can do in Forbidden Lands. Okay, I got it. Do you have you, it? Do you run into this ever? Where someone takes something too literal, the idea or the concept?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I get it all. You, get, you play for a little while. You see it all. You just see it all, Brett. <laughs> I, it's just... It's Chinatown, man. It's Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you do about it. It's just Chinatown. <laughs> I've seen it all. Um, yeah, I I think that that occurs, and then I also think that people will end up going off the rails and it's like, well, wait a minute, hold on a second. Uh, not so sure that kind of fits with the whole program here, buddy. You <laughs> yeah. know? So I
1: think it's like... I think there's there's something to be said. I'm going to touch on the Session Zero component of this, of this up front. Is a, Sometimes I think there's something to be said for making sure everyone understands the premise of what the game is about. Sometimes it's like, look, it's Cold Shadows. It's a spy game. Oh, cool. If you leave it at that, somebody goes James Bond, somebody goes Austin Powers, and somebody goes into um, Jason
0: Bourne, and ah, that shit's... Or you explain all that, and you, or you say the tone, because that's yeah. part of tone. Yeah. You mention the tone, and you still get those.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, the best is when you get Austin Powers shows up, Be like, God damn it.
0: Well, Austin Powers is inevitable because they're gonna be. There's always like one. There's, there's a joker. There's a joker. There's Every a group's joker. Kind of joker. Oh, you're the joker. Oh, yeah, okay. I love you. Go sit yeah. over there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Yeah, with uh, this muzzle on.
0: One or two, fine, but
1: yeah. But anyway, I think if you can hammer on tone, one of the things that it does, even if somebody forgets, neglects, accidentally slash on purpose, accidentally, I swear, no, you're really doing it. You know, however that works, you have something to reference back. The rest of the group also has an ability to help that player. It's not just you as the game master has to do this. I started doing that. My buddy Nick is running the 2D20 game. His uh, his older sister's playing with us. And uh, Bernie's great. She, loves, she likes problem solving and clues. And she's a big fan of mysteries. She's having a lot of fun. She's played Star Wars with us. This is her, basically her second role-playing game ever. And she knew her younger brother Nick has always done this. And she wanted to do this. Now... Bernie is wicked smart. She's like, at this point, she's a CFO for hire type of person. She's 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 brilliant. She knows she's really smart, a lot of fun. But she looks around to the players. She stopped asking Nick because she was getting, she doesn't want to talk to her brother, right? So it's kind of fun where she turns and looks at me or Dave or Alpha or Beta and says, hey, I want to do this. How would I do that? Right? So she's looking at us to help her conform to the genre, to the zone we're in, whatever it is. And so that's really cool because she's referencing back to the tone and tones and themes. So where I'm going with that is that as a group, when someone is like, uh, and they lock up on you, say, Hey, remember cold shadows, cold war, Think Tinker, Tailor soldier spy. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. That example. Okay. I'm a dead drop. Yeah. That's what I should do. I should, we should set up a dead drop. That's what we should do. Right. And you can, those that you can coach people at the table through the... Because uh, sometimes the, the examples, if they only come from the game master, it can become, as Ray was saying, a little more prescriptive feeling. Because we as game masters try to give things out in multiples sometimes. <clears throat> the classic is three options. You can, we can sit there and wait around, um, you could punch him in the face with your sword, or you could try to do some fancy, like, uh, I don't know, trip him or something. The player heard do nothing, stab him or trip him. Right. And then three fights later, you're like, so why are you just trying to trip everybody? Well, you said I could trip people. I'm a trip, uh, I'm a trip. That's my that's I'm that's, a tripper. that's, that's, that's my thing. That's what I do, is I trip people. I'm Jack Tripper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you agree with me though, Sean? If you if the players at the table help each other out and kind of help set that like from an example perspective, I think you get a broader bevy of examples for the group. And it doesn't seem as prescriptive because the game master is not the only person giving you ideas. Does that make sense? Yes. Because I, I have seen that. I I remember asking you um, back in the to use the Star Wars example again. Like, so what do I do? How do I do it? And then Austin or Kevin would be like, "Hey, you could do." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." Because you throw something at me, the rest of the group would be like, hey, "Brett's not getting it. Do this." And they would chime in, which to me is great. People to have at your table, right? They're helping you
0: out. So Brett was always not the tripper; he was always the mechanic guy. He's always, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. "I'm the fixer. I'm I fix, fix the ship. That's what I do. Ship, that's what I do forever." Hey, he's like Joe Pesci. Hey, I fix the ship. <laughs> exactly. I'm a ship no, guy. Hey, <laughs> no matter
1: how useless that is, all day long, forever. <laughs> if the players hit, the players get in on this. I think it helps to take some of the literalness from the game masters' um, examples. The other thing I found when I give examples, especially to new players, is I say, well, technically you could do anything you want. Now, if I were playing your character in this situation, giving you everything you had, I would think one of these couple things might be something that you might like to do. And sometimes the player will look at you like, well, mm, would you like to do something similar to this, but maybe change a little bit? You don't have to take what I'm saying verbatim. Do you want to, you know, instead of dropping atomic elbow and Die a real man's death on the Atiyag, would you rather light it on fire with your oil flask? Oh yeah, that does sound better. Oh, that sounds safer. I'll do that instead. And sometimes I think the other component is examples of things you can do in a situation that are so either diametrically opposed or so not connected, just really far apart from each other. Range, you could do, you run away, you could stay and fight. You could try to rescue your friend. You could trip the monster. You know, just trying to throw different things out there instead of saying, "Well, you've got a mace and a dagger, and if I were you, it's a skeleton, I'd use this." Instead of getting that noodly, I think sometimes giving a broad range of examples can help. So, Sean, when you run into it, when someone looks at you, you know it. it and sometimes to Eric, Eric Salsweedle's point, Eric point, it is on the character sheet. It tells you what you can't do, right? but sometimes people look at it and they they do get you know vapor lock in their brains or click you just I don't know what to do how do you do examples for, for folks do you do you give them out in threes do you try to source a table for it what what do you find works for you
0: so i would give i would prefer to give them examples based on the situation situation that they're in and the character type that they're playing so hey you're dwarf fighter you know let's get away from DD examples you are a special opera, you know, a special forces soldier in Delta Green that's primarily set up for demolitions. Maybe you're a breacher. Yeah, you breach blow doors. shit up, please. You blow shit, shit up. All right. Given the situation where you are, you're at the door, the party's kind of wandering around. What you could do is take out one of your flash grenades and, you know, kick open the door, throw one in there and see, you know, disorient anybody that might be in there that's one option you could wait for somebody else to go now that's what i would do but going back to you brad i didn't want that to slip through so the players like having other players say hey you know or somebody saying hey i don't know what what should i do i've i've had players at the table be quiet because they want people to play their character like it's your character i don't want to say anything
1: yeah, that's a definite danger, too. And the other, I, I, I should say, that is a weird, slippery, dangerous, icy path, right? Some people are like, look, it's your character. You do what you want. And other people take great pleasure in driving your character for you because they're going to do it better than you. Yes. And then the poor person is like, well, I guess I suck at this game. If only thank God uh, Sean's here to tell me how to run <laughs> my breaching guy. You know, right.
0: Or or what happens, and I've had this happen with, with, <laughs> with the gang that I've gamed with, is that the person will do something and then then whatever happens, happens. But at the initial shock is oh oh no, don't no, do that. And then the trigger is like drops. Yeah. And you start moving forward and they're like
1: what did
0: you, do? you do I can't believe you just did that. Why did, and then and, and the person looks yeah. around and says, but nobody said anything. Yes. I was wondering what I should do. Nobody spoke up. So what 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 should I do? I was playing my character. I lifted the box. I opened the yeah. trap. And now everybody's like,
1: oh. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, some people, some like, people do. Geez. They do <laughs> lose their shit, yeah. <laughs> One of the things I've done to try to curtail some of that shit is when – People, if someone's trying to, if someone's providing helpful advice, um, we had somebody the other day when we were playing Conan, uh, Bernie was doing something, and one of my fellow gamers was like, this is what you should do. And it was very obvious by Bernie's face, Bernie did not want to do that. So Alpha said, now remember, it's your character. You could do whatever you want. You could take that advice, you could leave that advice, or... Some variation on the device. <laughs> no oh, pressure. Yeah. No, pressure. no pressure. But, like, <laughs> hey, look, you know, don't, you're, you're not obligated to do what the most senior person at the table told you to do, in Bernie's case, being a newer gamer. And that's the thing, as a game master, Nick was helping with that too, in that case. And then I do that when I game master as well is like, someone gives you an idea, you give them some ideas, someone else chips in, then you stop the noise and say, okay, cool, good. Everyone's together, said their piece. Eileen, it's up to you. Sean, it's up to you. You know, Trevor, it's up to you. What is it you're going to do? You know, all right, Otis, Ray, get up here. What are you doing? You, you t- we talked it over. You've got ideas. What are you going to do? Sounds like you're going to do one of these three things. Number two, it is. And then off you go. Sometimes there's the writer's table. Then you get ta- the turtle, man. Too many decisions. Ah! Yeah, sometimes. the But th- that's where the writer's table can get to be too much. Right. You know, where people can be banging stuff around. Then they, no, do this. No, do that tantamount to reaching across and grabbing your mini and moving it on the table for you, that type of bullshit there. There's definitely a balance, a good gaming group of people who are respectful enjoy each other's company game. Well, together will not do that shit, right? We will all have mistakes. But the main thing is once from my perspective, the, the, if the players are helping out, which I always enjoy that they do, my job then is to stop the debate, stop the narration. Okay. Now it is your turn, player number one. You're the one who's got the spotlight right now. And sometimes the answer is, okay, do you know what you want to do now? Or would you like to think about it a little bit further? Because you can think about it. I can just move on to the other person. Oh, cool, thank you. And you shh, just let the pressure off. Because that's another one. Sometimes the pressure is just too much. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, look, if you're using a very strict initiative combat system, you say, like, if you want to, you can just reset to 20. Or if you want to, you can hold your action for now. Or some other rule that doesn't actually apply in this game system, but I'm going to make up right now. So I give you ten minutes of time. There is no need to use initiative mechanic to beat someone over the head. Like you must make a decision now. God damn it! I'm, you know you've had ten examples. Pick one. Time's moving. And sometimes it's like, look, what I'm going to do is everyone else will go. You'll go last. You'll keep your initiative round, but right now you you go at one for this round. Then you're back to where you were. Okay, yeah, let's do that because I I just don't know what to do. I've had that happen. I've used that type of thing, and people are usually pretty groovy with it.
0: Going back to Saulsweedle's example, I th- I think, th- I mean, obviously there's some validity in Mr. Saulsweedle's example. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I give him a credit. You know, he's a smart gamer from Wisconsin. He has his moments. I've gamed with him a couple times, at least once.
1: <laughs> Funny he doesn't
0: admit I've ever gaming with you. Well, you know.
1: <laughs> carry on, carry on. It's that
0: one time in Niagara Falls, I mm-hmm. guess. And I think his specific component, I would typically point out something that maybe has to do with gear. Like if there is gear on the sheet that can help do something at a particular time or or if it's an ability uh, that is inherent at that particular time and the player isn't used to playing the game, this particular system, or, or they're at a convention game and they don't play it a lot or whatever, then I think... Looking at the game, the character sheet comes into play, and uh, and certainly, but if it's something where you're playing a game with your home group for a decent amount of time with the same game, same system, same folks, then looking at the character sheet, a lot of this probably doesn't even apply, the discussion piece.
1: I'll tell you what, though, man, when, when I went from to my first edition Greyhawk game, they've got more gear. Magic item wise, a couple random potions, a few pieces of this, a ring of comfort, this or that. So they've got some gear, right? And because of that, what happened in a 5E game, for whatever reason, everyone's like, I have this, I have this, I have this. Everything's like very tactical feeling. In the 1E game, the tactical feel isn't there. Maybe because I don't have minis or pogs on the table type of thing. But... I have hearkened back to what I used to do when I ran first at ages back in high school when my buddy Eric would do it. One of the things he would do when he'd look at us, go, God, I don't think we can get out of it. He'd be like, hey, guys, you got a potion, you got a wand, you got some weird magic item out there. Eric knew, ding, ding, we had the weird magic item. We forgot we had it because we had collected God knows how much crap (laughs) that we bought, sold, traded. And somebody had an ever smoking bottle. And Eric went. Use the ever smoking bottle right now. It would totally get you out of this jam. Right, right. But we forgot because we thought it was a useless fucking item. So he's it in the back, a decanter of end, a decanter of endless water. Whatever. Whenever I need a drink, I'll pull that out. It's in the portable hole, right? So you have a portable hole, and everybody dumps their shit in it. And somebody goes, "What the fuck is in that thing?" So my guys got in a couple, got in a couple really tight scrapes and a few fights. And I said. Anyone have a healing potion? Anything you guys can do? Any random rando item you've got? Someone goes, who the fuck got that list? I was like, that's me. Hang on. They pull it out. Sometimes that statement is enough to get people to look at the character sheet check for gear. Right. And I, I think that's that's how I have started getting people kind of pulling back from my root as an old school gamer and telling people, like, look, do you have anything? Does your character have anything on him right now that could be helpful? Huh, let me check. Oh, I got Thieves' Picks. What's in Thieves' Picks? Oh, there's a small hammer. I'm going to take that hammer. I'm to, I'll wreck my Thieves' Picks and cram it in the gear so I can stop the thing from happening. Done. Moving on. It's creative use. It's in, it's weird. No one would have thought about it, but I forced them to look at the sheet, and cu- then they became creative because then they had puzzles that this piece will fit. This one's from a dog picture, and this one's from a duck, but it's the same shape. I'll cram it in there, and I'll fill the hole, you know? So I I found that that has worked worked well for me in the past and um I started pulling it back out because it's it's helped to cut on some frustration on my part. Does that make and sense I, to you?
0: Yeah. I think and I think painting the picture a little bit too or even giving that one person a little bit more so that they have a even better picture cuz I think with maybe these uh apply to more uh newer players or players that don't play as much
1: or the game system's new
0: or the game system's new but i specifically would say not as not playing as much because they're i think even if the game system is new one of the games that i think a lot of people would look at their character sheets for would be like feng shui because those are archetypes that have certain sticks like you're playing drunken master what can you do you're not carrying a gun so it's like move based, like, yes, it's improvisation. So you if, read that stuff.
1: Yeah. If you're Chow young fat doing a uh, gun fu, you better do some fucking gun fu, Cause that's your thing.
0: Y- you got to kind of figure out like, oh, I'm playing this guy. Cause this guy or, or woman does this, which is actually like, a really, oh. help,
1: yeah, it's a really helpful way to think about superhero games. When we've talked about supers kind of not being necessarily yes. our, our deal, but when you do right. play a supers game, if someone says, Hey, you're like Wolverine be like that's that's your thing sure you know wolverine and Psych- i don't know and, who wolverine and, and, is brad yeah, shut up the hell you don't you know <laughs> you, don't, wolverine. you don't know who you don't know what the fastball special was, though i know but when colossus used to pick wolverine up and chuck him in the sentinels so he could shred him that was a signature move that those two from the x-men figured out and that's the thing, though, that's, that's, that's part of that whole piece. And if you look at your character sheet, we've said this before, your fighter hit him in the face. Yeah, right? I got to punch him
0: in the face, man.
1: Your, your, okay. gu- your gun guy, shoot him. You know, shoot shoot the shoot the monster, shoot the thing. Even in Delta Green, I will occasionally have to remind people that, yes, you know that some you, player, know that you can't technically shoot this monster because you know you're a player, I understand this is Cthulhu. Guns probably won't solve this problem. Normal dynamite, normal fire, it's probably something different. Your character, though, has an MP5K. Why would he not unload a few rounds of 9mm into that thing? Just because. Just to see what it does, right? Because you don't know. You've got a gun. The deep one, this horrible slavering fish frog monster galumphing its way down the hallway, you probably shoot it. Well, I, I know bullets probably won't affect it, so I don't know what I can do. I've heard that in the Call of Cthulhu game, or oh, in the Delta Green. Uh, well, really can't do anything because I know that this won't even affect the monster. Fuck it, shoot it. What are you doing? You know, why will you not do that? Yeah. And there's a sometimes it's like a defeated, and they're looking to either quit in some way, or they're they really don't have any ideas. And it's turned into a defeatism, where the players like, well, bullets don't really help, so I'm not sure what to do. And I see that from some, from some of the most experienced gamers, that approach, because they don't want to ask for help. Mm. I think that's the reason. This is my pop psychology piece, and somebody much smarter than me, psych-wise, I'm, I'm looking at Nullibert. Well, <laughs> tell me if I'm right or wrong. But I think sometimes my most senior gamer at the table, when I've heard that before, that person is saying, I don't know what to do. I'm really, I'm really at a loss but i can tell you but i can tell you what won't work but i don't know what will i don't know what to do right but they're they they've kind of taken up a i gave up tone type of thing anyway. Yeah.
0: well we're going back to what i was going to say is that before feng shui entered the picture is that when you cuz a lot of folks that have that problem have that problem for a couple of different reasons and one big one is that they've lost the creative aspect of imagining what is going on like they can they have a high level understanding but if you ask kids it goes back to like playing pretend and having them come up with all kinds of kooky stuff when they're kids it's because they haven't been jaded by a freaking adulting
1: yeah you gotta <laughs> so, you gotta it, it's the cliche think outside the box man what are you gonna do it As is my, totally my example yeah. is take your thieves tools and cram them into the gears yeah. do something
0: you right know. right and so it's not just a matter of them not knowing because they're not familiar with the system or they're not familiar with the situation. And they may need more stuff, like more. this is what's around you. This is what's in your pack. This thing is moving and you want to stop it from moving. Ideally, yeah. you can do that or have one of your partners do it. It's your turn to go. Here's some options. And I think that giving some of that more like color or spoon-feeding them, right? Yeah,
1: we've talked about that before, like when it's someone's turn or you're doing this massive narration, you say, okay, guys, just a second. So, top of the round, let me me reset the stage for you. Here's what's going on. This, 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 portal opening, machine gun fire, cultists over here, you've got to stop that. What do you do? And then... Then you can kind of fade back. Or even if that person looks at you and says, uh, remember, this is what's going on. That's right. That thing was a red herring in this fight. I should go do this thing. Or even if there is no fight going on, you're just looking. You're like, I don't even know where to go. Do I go right?
0: Do I go left? Or do I go down the stairs? What the, which way do I go? What, I don't know. What would, you, what would you like to do? Like, What is your end goal? I want to stop that guy. I want to... Stop that mecha- machine, that mechanic.
1: Yeah, and the story and the sound of the machine and the mechanic and the smell from that horrible monster is coming from downstairs.
0: Well, guess right. I go downstairs. Do,
1: do, do, right. do, do, do. You know, you can kind of you can move it along.
0: You've got a few options. You've got a gun. You can shoot. You've got you know it the and you can get some of the feedback from some folks that kind of know you kind of know they're a little a little not. uh They're not playing a ton or sometimes players that play a lot come up with this. They're like, I know what I'll do. There's this big, like, gear, like this big wheel moving. And you're like, okay, what do you do? I pull out my 22 caliber pistol and I shoot it to stop it. It's a terrible idea. (laughs) And everybody at the table that's kind of like, knows that the person's relatively newer everything kind of it's a con game right it's the con game one person comes up with a suggestion they, you know and they think it's like that's what I'm going to do I'm going to take out my 22 little my gun because that's like big right and I'm going to shoot the gear and then it, it's going to stop the gear and you're kind of like mm.
1: good thought that's not big <laughs> your, your, char- your character would know that caliber isn't going to pull that off yeah
0: but it, you know, so it's kind of like this. You always get the weird kind of dynamic, wanna, like. But you want to work like with Brett, though. That's Brett that's did a good it thought. to me. Brett what did I, it. What Brett, did I do? Brett did it. Brett, Brett did it to me. Brett, you're on the ship. I'm running scans, Sean. Can I see scans? Can I get like? Uh, can I get this visual like of the group going out into yeah. the jungle? Yeah, yeah. You can, Brett. Sure, sure. Give me a scan roll. Three successes, Sean. Great. You watch him go out into the wilderness. Yeah. Great. All right. Cool. And then you notice that there's another oncoming group, kind of on an intercept course. Oh, okay. All right, Sean. Uh, I shoot uh, him. I'm on the ship. Is that
1: what I shoot? The I'm on gone. the ship.
0: I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him from the ship, Sean. Can I do that? I could do that, right? I'm on the ship. It's got guns. It's got lasers on the top. <laughs> yeah, Brett. You, you can take the Millennium Falcon and shoot out into the jungle. Like... An artillery piece. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Brett has done that.
1: Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) That's like that's a bazooka to hunt cockroaches. That's that's what it is. Brett's like
0: I got like a M one hundred nine howitzer, you know, uh that can I that I could like one five five out, you know, right up right like I could volley it out over there. Like like like, Star Wars. No,
1: no, this is this is more like a huge thing that cuts holes through ships. So good luck with that. Maybe, I I,
0: maybe you're, uh, if you're on Naboo and you got big blue balls that you swaffed <laughs> at the bad droids, maybe. You can't let me do it anyway. I did let him do it because I was, you know, it's hard as a game master to shut down people like that.
1: Well, I'll tell you the other, <laughs> it is, it is absolutely is. I want to, I want to hit this one piece before we bail on this though. Ray talked about the lit- being too literal and like this is the only option, the only thing you can do. I honestly think one of the pieces to do as your fellow players and as the game master is when someone is repeating, you're hitting the same note, ding,
0: ding, 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 ding.
1: That's the only thing that they're doing. You can say, look, you do have other options because it won't take long. And that person will hit a level of frustration with the one note. Like, oh, I have to, I'm a fighter. I have to fight. Whack, 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 whack. Miss, 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 miss. What have you learned? Well, it's not taking any damage. What is damaging it? Well, magic from the wizard and the cleric. You could back up, go full defensive. Oh, yeah, that's right. You go full defensive. That way you can't hit it anyway, but you'll get a big bonus. So it stops raining 20 points of damage on you around. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Sometimes it just takes a, hey, knock, 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 tap on the forehead McFly. You don't need to do that. And um, as politely as possible, or if you're one of my friends who I've known for 30 years, as rudely <laughs> as possible. Hey, right. motherfucker, what the hell are you doing? It's <laughs> the dumbest thing you could do. How stupid are you?
0: Yeah, I'm already is- calling the Forbidden Lands guys yahoos. Like, hey, <laughs> yahoos, I got this stuff yet.
1: <laughs> but it, it, in jokes aside, right, is that when somebody's doing it, especially if it's a new player and they take it too literal, um, you can say, hey, now remember, that worked before and that's cool. But you also have other options. And then you can go through the other things that you gave them last time that they chose not to do, or have they they've learned more? They've realized that the twenty two caliber pistol is not the thing to shoot the big you know fifty gauge steel uh, gear that's been that spins, or whatever the case is. So I think to stop the literal component is when you as soon as you note the literal cadence of always this, always this, nothing else is uh, help them break that.
0: Well. And as your example, you could say because you're a fighter, you also understand when, you're, when you should not be fighting or you're ineffective. Or I love that because you know?
1: one, of the, one of the cool things that, that that creates, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about it. One of the things that creates is the character, the player looks at you and says, my character is a lore master. My character is, you know, a space, a space samurai. My character is this thing. Can I, my character's smarter at this than I am. Can you help me? You know, is, is the question being asked. You know, what, as as a fighter, as a, you know, as a person who survived jungle warfare, Brett has never been in the jungle, never survived jungle warfare, no fucking idea. I have never been in a, you know, first man in, in a breaching team. I don't know what that does. Even if you don't, just give me something I can try. Or that sounds reasonable because last thing I want to do is say, well, I think this makes sense. Walk in and get my head blown off or put everybody else in danger because I did the dumbest thing the front man and breaching team would do. Or did the dumbest thing a wizard with a 19 intelligence would do. <laughs> right. Why? I, I didn't know that this was dumb. I thought it was smart. I legit. And so don't yell at me. I'm sorry. You know, so that I love that idea, Sean, because it does bring. By doing that, you're opening the door for the player to say, "Remember how last time, or some variation on this theme, you helped me figure out what my character would know that I don't. Is there any other wisdom somebody could hand me? <laughs> this case, because I am at a loss." And I think that's that's very powerful. That's really cool. Yeah. And I think again, kind of to, at least from my side, I, I think the other piece is that good players will help do that with care with each other, and they won't demand cajole or try to force anybody to do their cool idea. They'll give ideas and say, but it's your character, you do what you want, or some version of that. Here's something your character could do that I think would be cool, is a really good way to get someone to perk up their ears and go, oh, you think that'd be cool? And someone else goes, yeah, that'd be fucking wicked. All right, I think I'm in. (laughs) You know, other people are telling you this would be cool. Not what you ought to do, or what I would do if I were you. It's like, this would be really cool. This could really help the team if you did. That type of language as a player to your fellow players, I think is more effective than here's what you ought to do or anything like that, because that's too demonstrative. It's too me telling you how to play your character as opposed to saying, wouldn't it be neat if, and which is a much more fun conversation. So yeah. Anything else, man? No. All right. Thank you, Ray, for the topic, brother. I think we got another one coming up from him at some point, but let's move on to die roll.
0: Yeah, thanks, Ray. Die roll. Two to four miscellaneous points of gaming and geekery we want to bring to you. First one Gaming NBS hats are now available. Yeah, I got to get one. You could head to gamingnbs.com forward slash hats. Get a lid, A, a toque, something. Brett wears a hat almost every stream. That's
1: because if I don't do that,
0: it's like just this mess of crap. So it looks we terrible. need to stop advertising uh, Vortex Optics. Hey, this is Matthew's bows are my favorite. Come on now. Oh, all right, fine, fine, fine. And we'll get Brett a gaming BS hat. That's the only thing is go. they're all black, so I gotta get Brett one of them like khaki looking ones. anyway there's, there's all a gray the one, isn't there? I think there's, I can, a, gray I there's a gray one. There's a I gray so. beanie, I think, like this.
1: Cool. I'll get in on it. I'm doing uh, that. You told you said you sent me notes they said, hey, hats are out there. I'm like, fuck, I gotta go get one. I need a hat.
0: Uh second one, one of us from Starry Wisdom. Look at this. I got this thing right next to me. From Starry Wisdom Press, aka Tim DeShane and Joey Macrino.
1: Zine. Yep, mine's on my bookshelf. Yep. Uh, is it's, it's, a good available? Look, it's a good looking Zine, man. It
0: is. They did a very fantastic job. Welcome to the Dust Bowl. It says, You are no hero. You are a carny indentured to the mysterious being known as the Madam. In exchange for wondrous powers and a more more perfect self, the Madam calls upon you to procure magnificent artifacts as you crisscross the dusty and dangerous remains of a once robust and proud land. Cannibal hobos, shadowy cults, and the uncouth hecklers will do everything in their power to prevent your caravan from carrying out its mission. Grab your barbells and bullwhips and hop on the caravan to adventure. We accept you. We accept you. One of us. Wow.
1: <laughs> I know Tim. Tim was uh, he was running behind on this on the zine, and I gotta say, this is one of those cases where um, I'm really glad he stuck it out and put out the product. You know, because yeah. yeah. you you at any given point, and I'm, and Tim, if you hear this, man, uh, kudos to your brother because creating something, I can tell you from firsthand experience, is tough. There was a point. Um, before my Avalon Kickstarter went, I, I distinctly remember call, calling up Phil and Chris and Encoded and saying, I don't want to do this. What? And Chris is like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Which is only a true friend would tell me. And I'm like, I, I, I think I'm just scared and I'm nervous. I, I don't know what to do. He goes, it's going to happen. <laughs> It'll be fine. Sit down. You know t- That it is was, hilarious. It was like, but it's just, it's, it's tough. There's a lot of energy and effort that goes into a thing. And, um, Generally speaking, I don't mind if people are late as long as they explain what's going on and talk about what's happening and so forth. And that um, just—I I think this is a great product. It really—it turned out really, really well, Tim. Yeah, so it's for you, DCC
0: you, primarily, yeah, it's DCC, for folks.
1: But and I didn't Tim sure. and Joey should be proud of this. I think they did a good job.
0: There you go. Some props. Uh, third one: Cyberpunk Random Scenario Generator. Hmm. Yeah,
1: I think. I, oh, speaking of Cyberpunk, dude, just to throw this out, you think I may have uh, I may have some interest in a Cyberpunk Red game with my home group after I'm ooh. done with. Just I've never run. The, I I, re- I think I might have them. So
0: if you read if you read Character Jen, you'll be like, ooh.
1: Yeah, I started. I started like hitting <laughs> through the book, like reading bits and pieces. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. This is gonna yeah. be good. Yeah? Anyway, I think, thank on, you on. to
0: enjoy that. Uh, scientists accidentally. Discover strange creatures under a half mile of ice.
1: And if anybody hasn't read Mountains of Madness by HP Lovecraft, go read that and you'll understand why I'm silently screaming.
0: I said this on Saturday, man. Shit is it's that's it's freaking Cthulhu down there. Like it's all these questions questions in the article i'm like it's not that hard people it's cthulhu that's why there's something down there that's why it survives in the darkness with no oxygen and all that kinds of pressure it's because of cthulhu it's not that hard
1: it's a fucking shoggoth move on it's a shoggoth you, you go down you go crazy will eat you
0: move i on. told everybody we're not going to hear anything more about it after this week like it'll be it'll just just like <laughs> that'd be funny i think you're come i off, think the next one, the Libram Society. Some guys doing a podcast on reading books. What? Yeah, we Hobbs, don't know. Any, we don't know. Hobbs, any, Hobbs can't read. Hobbs and Arlen. Hobbs can't read. I'm glad he brought a friend. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding you, Jason. That's awesome. That's he's, cool. He's in there. So he's doing that on Wednesday nights at six thirty Central Time. Six thirty, Hobbsy. I think he told me in the Discord chat. Hey man, give me a plug on the die roll, dude. There you go, bro. No, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it's a stream first, and then he's gonna put the audio out after the fact. So he did did the first one solo, which is not easy. No, it is not. You've it told me not. about that. I'm like, Ugh, I don't know if I could do a solo one. So uh, check that out. It's stuff, and he's trying to relate it to stuff you could use in your games. So he's, you know, it's a big fantasy bend to it. That's smart. And, uh, yeah, and then the last one, but not the least one. Streets of Avalon, urban character options. Cool, yeah. It this- came out in 2019, but it's still a good one. Go and check it out on Drive Brett, me- any comments?
1: No, I was going to say I really like it. I'm pretty proud. I'm really proud of just the the Urban Ranger, Urban Barbarian. How we how we came up with some with some stuff there. It also prompted um, Phil, Chris, and I were talking not that long ago about what's apart from the Pip system conversion, the other stuff I want to get done this year. Oh, for uh, for Avalon and some of those classes and just re- retooling and stuff. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And one of the things that I brought up on um, uh, on the show when um, when I was recording this last Wednesday with Craig Shipman was I talked about the adventures that are out there too. So Iron Shoes, Blacksmith's Folly, those two are are some what I would call honestly. And it's it's only a year old from a from the Out to the World product, but it's a very classic how. I set up adventures with an Avalon. So if you're interested in um, not only some of the adventure ideas and hooks within the main book itself, but just a self-contained piece. And it's something that I think would translate to other other systems as well. So other well, settings, excuse me, as well, those adventures. So cool. Thanks, man, for bringing it up. I appreciate it.
0: Of course, man. I got to give some
1: Avalon love out there. Shipman gave me shit. He's like, you have a product out there, and you don't <laughs> pump it every fucking show. What is wrong with you? I, I'm like, I'm terrible at doing that. I need to do it more.
0: I brought it up at the end of one of the shows, like as the credits and after the Patreon and somebody, it might've been, might've been Craig, like finally an Avalon promo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yep.
1: I got to get better at that. So that's definitely going to happen. So anyway, thank you, Sean.
0: We, I'm sure BSers want the scoop if there's anything in the works other than the PIP system. So
1: yeah, I've got to get once. So I'm working with, um, no secret VC Young and I have been uh, working on some map, a map folio concept. VC is a great, a great um, cartographer, as you've seen by some of the stuff he's produced for us and just other people. So um, right now, Coded owes me the conversation back to say, hey, let's talk about timelines so that we can get things locked and loaded. Because I really want to get those, um, the map idea out there that VC has, which I think is awesome. And then I want to start cranking out some of the other stuff, even if it's just, you know, I have that trinket list, I've got other stuff that would be helpful for your players and your game masters in the setting. And I think it's definitely worth cranking out a few, even if they're small stuff eventually, yeah, maybe it could lead to a big Kickstarter where you combine all the stuff into a redone book or something. But in the meantime, there's no reason not to keep cranking out some stuff that would be helpful and useful for players and game masters alike. So
0: I want a rogues gallery of Avalon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that's 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 one of them. I want I'm like, I gotta get some NPC. I gotta get an NPC list. People I've used throughout the throughout the years and um pull out some more magic items that I've had in the past artifact level stuff that's out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta happen. Absolutely.
0: Cool. Shall we? What are we talking about next week, bruh? We're talking about being a tourist. Oh boy. Um Should I wear my camera, bring my camera out? you,
1: you might have to. <laughs> so Jim Fitzpatrick, back on episode two thirty six, excuse me, three twenty six. Good God, I'm I'm crossing my numbers. He said, yeah, "This is about um, being a tourist." What he means by that is, do you do anything special if you know you're going to going to play a system or genre you don't usually play in that you may not even have much much exposure to? How do you play space opera game if you've never seen a space opera show? How do you? play a superhero in MCU when you don't know what the fuck the MCU is. So, I've got more notes in the, in the next list for you, Sean. Uh, but take a look through that, but that's, that's what we're going to talk about. You good? Sweet.
0: Yeah, I'm good, man. Let's frick blow this pop stand. Alright. Alright, so, hey, for those of you that are not here presently, we do stream on Monday nights at 8pm Central Time. Tune in on Twitch. Uh, we'll what? have a link in the show notes to Twitch. Otherwise, you can find this on YouTubes eventually. So give us a like and subscribe there on the YouTubes. Otherwise, you can find this at your podcatcher of choice. Subscribe, please.
1: And remember, folks, um, as we talked about at the top of the show, check out our forums for more information on games that are being offered, run, and how to get involved in that stuff. I think it'd be fun. Even if you're like, well, I don't necessarily – don't even think about it. If you're like, I don't necessarily have time to run. You want to play? You want to get in a one-shot? Think about it that way too. There's a lot of game masters out there saying they're willing to do stuff. They're gonna need players. And the last thing we need is a big raft of GMs and no one to play. So get out there, poke around.
0: We yes, good? yes, please. Yes. So I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night. Good. At all. This episode of Gaming and BS produced with help from the following BS: Jared Rasher, Ray Otis, Old School DM, Jason Hobbs, Andy Hall, Roger Brasley, Chris. Larry Howe, Eric Frankhouse, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Mark Dasaka, Pierre Mangro, C.W. Mellon Camp, Dan Lavalley, Craig Huber, Ron Bishop, Old Schooler Role Playing, Jim Fitzpatrick, Mark Richmond, Sky, Craig, Howard Bishop, Jeff Seifert, Angus, Eric Salzweidel, George Sedgwick, Robert Nemeth, Brian Kurtz, Laramie Wall, Perry Basor, Eric Avia, Andy Olson, John Kward, Corey Gonzalez, Niall Diamond, Jeff Goad, Brian Rumble, David F. Balog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, Henry Newcomb. Colcago, Eric Tavola, Huscarl, Ghost GM, Mike Hess Jr., Rory Weston, Jim Ingram, Daniel Garrett, Jason Weeb, Dollar Adventure Frameworks, Phil McClory, Jay Plata, Duke and Purple, Isaiah Aries Christian, Larry Howis, Quigley Malcolm, AWOL Trooper, Craig Shipman, Todd Sharp, Orcus Dorcas, Chris Shore, Michael O'Holland, Wayne Peacock, Mike Coleman, Tendrils, Miniature Master, Kevin Keneally. Christopher Lang, Chad Gleyman, Josh Wallace, Adam Grotejohn, Ed Nyes, Corey Welch, Mirko Froilich, Rich Wishon, Joe Swick, Curtis Takahashi, and Aaron Ralia. Hey, make sure you to go to GamingNBS.com forward slash games. That'll take you to a forum post. In that forum post will list a spreadsheet as well as a place to post your games or to find new games that you might want to try out that you haven't played before. It'll also give you an opportunity to beat other BSers. And that's all just for being you, a role playing gamer that's a fan of the show. Check it. Thanks, BSers. This, this has been a Litterbox Box Studio production. Studio production.